that's the hard part with the art scene for me is like the people who have made it interesting or like had made San Francisco so I don't know welcoming or like wanted like uh, uh, attractive maybe are now getting pushed out now it's just like okay let's make every new apartment building gray and everything looks sterile and whatever so it's like how is that cool and fun that was Faye's coffee owner and artist Michael McConnell I'm Jeff and this is Storied San Francisco Every week on this podcast, you'll hear from artists, bartenders, writers, and other San Franciscans, telling stories, sharing personal histories, and trying to get to the heart of what makes this city so special. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18, Part 2. In Part 1, you learned all about Michael's arrival in San Francisco, and how he came to own Face Coffee in the Mission. In this podcast, he'll share some stories of the neighborhood around the cafe, and he'll talk about what it's like to be an artist in the city at a time when so many creative people are being forced out. Here's Michael. This is probably only coming to my mind of, like, because we've been having so much rain, but, like, back in, like, 2002 or 2003, it was, like, it seems the last time, like, in February, it was, like, it rained every single day. And so 18th Street used to be, you know, Mission Creek, whatever, it used to be a river, so it floods all the time, and Tartine would flood and I just know one of my best friends she worked at Tartine and I, I had like a little art studio behind Faze in this like little shed and I was working and she called me or came over and she was like the street's flooding the store's flooding what are we going to do and to be honest we had been drinking a little bit whatever but we built like weird stilts because like you couldn't I mean it was like waist high water Whoa. like whatever we built stilts and put garbage bags on us and like went out and like uncleared the storm drains so oh that the water God. would go down and not flood so that was kind of a fun, like, we always talk about that. Um, and things that I've done, I don't know, me and my friend Sharon, who, like, that's a whole other episode probably about okay. phase Because she, uh, these three girls moved in next to Matthew, who used to, I only used to own a store with, and it became the sitcom kind of whatever. But Sh- Sharon and I, one night, we went out, and there was a party going on we had no idea who these people were on the corner of Dorland and Guerrero mm-hmm. and we just went into the house and like stole a box of cereal and then went and watched bring it on so, <laughs> so that was a fun night do you want to talk about your art at all because um huh. as someone who like I think we have a lot of mutual friends and also I used, like I said I used to live in the neighborhood and I've always I used to rent videos here yeah. um I always kind of knew that like, you know there was art on the wall and that some of the people here were artists, but I, I you are an, uh, an artist. And I, if yeah. do you want to talk about sure. that? Um, yeah, I mean, and it's definitely, I mean, it's one of the aspects of San Francisco that I think is changing a lot. Like, I don't, I mean, I sh- had, I mean, talking about things that happened to someone, like, when they were young, whatever, like, getting offered, like, to run this store or whatever, but also... You know, I had the opportunity to show at Bronson Key, which like was this really established gallery that had all these great California artists and like people had names. And I was only like twenty something when I had my first show, and I was with Ruth for like eleven or twelve years. And then once the gallery closed, I was kind of like in this oasis of like, okay, I'm a mid-career artist who's not hip enough to be like any of these like new young and whatever fresh out of art school types. And I'm not established enough to be, like, galleries clamoring for me to be in their stable, whatever. And so it was kind of like a really 
what do I, you know, oh, fuck, what moment, you know, what am I going to do at this moment type situation? Um, like maybe he didn't mean to be a business owner, but. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, still do my artwork and I mean, I, it's really hard, like the balance between running a store and having a studio practice. I try to like set boundaries and set days of when I'm going to be in my studio. And I mean, I still constantly make artwork and, you know, but I'm, tend to not be the best at like self-promoting myself like even like you're saying like in the store of like seeing art on the walls like I will be working and someone will say something about my artwork and I will act like it's a person not me yeah yeah yeah. I heard they come in the store sometimes the guy lives around the block (laughs) so I, I mean there's that I mean I do fall into like like that's always been you know phase has been good for me because I think that I have the nature to be a very like I could just hide in my studio and not talk to people and phase forces me to interact with the community and do this that's what I like about it um, but it is unfair sometimes that I think people think they have this perception of me that like oh Mike's super social and he knows everyone blah blah and he does all these things and I'm just like no I'm just like hanging out doodling <laughs> like you know I don't go out that often and I'm not a big social person actually like mm-hmm. so there's that I mean and the art world I think it you know people you know I used to have a studio like above Thrift Town oh well, yeah on 17th of Mission and I mean, it was awesome because my life could exist in a four block radius and like, um, you know, but they pushed us out of there and I luckily have a space at 1890 Bryant and it's not super far, but sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I pay more for my studio than I pay for my rent controlled apartment. And it's just like, it's, I mean, I'm there more probably than my apartment, so it's fine, but it's every Mm -hmm. once in a while I'm just like, I don't know if if you're just an artist and you've moved to the city, like how you'd be able to have a studio practice and place to live, like it seems impossible. Not sustainable. No. And so that's... And then you have to sell your... Yeah. And is anyone like... Well, right. Well, that's... Showing and buying and like all that stuff. Well, it's a thing, part of the culture that I have with San Francisco that it's really bothers me is that and dealing with this in open studios of like selling your artwork, like my artwork's not super expensive. Um, and I know a lot of artists who's not work's not super expensive or even stuff that art we sell in the store and people will be like, ah, that's like a hundred or $200. And you're just like, but wait, you will go and spend $200 on a meal that you're going to crap out the next day. Like you could have this piece of art that you actually really like and have it forever. Like, or is that, I mean, and is you one of a kind. It. Yeah, it's like not it's, particle board IKEA crappy furniture. Whatever, yeah, it's know. like yeah, unique and it's uh, you know it's I don't know. And you came to the city because you wanted to be diverse and unique and whatever. And then like these other people are getting pushed out. So yeah. it's like that's the hard part with the art scene for me is like the people who have made it interesting or like had made San Francisco so. I don't know, welcoming or like wanted, like uh, uh, attractive maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are now getting pushed out. And now it's just like, okay, let's make every new apartment building gray and everything looks sterile and whatever. So it's like, how is that cool and fun? And right. like, you know how you can't have like, you know, well, we're on like a mission merchants like paid for Valencia. And I'm just like, okay, so now there's like another coffee shop we're opening and another coffee shop, open, which I'm like, it's fine. And everyone should be able to think, but I'm like, how many do you need in one block? Like what happened to like the, you know, like multi-culti had the clothes or like, mm-hmm. you know, these places that are like the culture of the mission, like get pushed out mm-hmm. or relocated. And they, they're the ones who have established the space, like mm-hmm. the Latinx community. Like I feel like they get pushed out and it's like, 
they were it was here first mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. that's the bummer part i mean like of that san francisco seems to getting a little like gray washed or white washed you know what i mean so it's like where's the, the diversity it's like becoming and then it's not as interesting like i find like oh i'm not that interested in going to things as much mm-hmm. in the city more in oakland like yeah. you're saying and, and i fully agree um i i started noticing a few years ago as the Victorians would get painted, which is something that always happens. But like the, I'm not even going to call it a color. Like the the paint that they started using was like super drab, like black or off black. And I'm like, ugly. (laughs) Like you made something beautiful, ugly and bland. And it's, but then I, then one day it just clicked. I'm like, well, that's what's happening. Yeah. Symbolic. And then, well, that's also the thing. It was like, you know, I talked to, one of the guys who used to work at Phase years ago, his mom is uh, a body worker. I go see her, and we have these conversations all the time about things like in the neighborhood. And then her, her, and I have lamented over the idea that you know some people will move in, and then they'll complain about like noise or it's too trafficy or whatever. And I'm just like, well, you live in a city. Like if you don't want those things, then go live in Walnut Creek, and then like you'll be fine. Like you can pay. You don't have to worry about those things, and you can. You're still close enough to the city, but like, if you want to live in the city, you know, things. I mean, we've run our gamut of you know upstairs neighbors of phase being sometimes like, we're too loud. I'm just like, you, you knew you moved into a coffee shop that opens at seven o'clock, right? Like, someone has to get there at six and make yeah. coffee. How do people find you? So yeah, my website is um, poopingrabbit or dot com, or that's the same as my Instagram handle, poopingrabbit. It's just been a, you know. Some people are like, can't handle that it's that. I've had it since college when, because I'm not, I'm still not very tech friendly, but my friend who came up with my email address made it for me and I was doing paintings of pooping rabbits and she thought it was hilarious. No, but I mean, there's, we could talk about social sketch, whatever. That's another thing I do that is in the city, whatever that's art related. It's actually, I don't know if you do stuff at Secret Alley. I feel like the radio station that's out of Secret Alley. Um, Is it um, the first? No, no, it's always, it's usually like the third Tuesday. It's just, it's a drawing night, all skill levels, just fun. People come and network and doodle and we pass backs. Sometimes it gets political, which is great. We wrote postcards to the senators or whatever, so. That was Michael McConnell. Michael will be having an open studio this weekend. Come by 1890 Bryant, Suite 414, to check out his work in person. And the social sketch we mentioned in the podcast will be on April 23rd at Secret Alley in the Mission. Join us on the podcast next week to hear from Dino Medardo Rosso, a teacher who speaks several languages. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay up to date on everything we do. Find the nearly 70 episodes on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If that happens to be Apple Podcasts and you have a couple minutes, please rate and review the show for us. Send comments or suggestions to storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.